That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. WQAD Podcast Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits, governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News 8's Angie Sharp. Powerful positions. This is the Wonder Woman podcast, a show dedicated to showing off the girl bosses in our communities. My guest is Liz Nino. She's the director of international recruitment at my alma mater, Augustana College in Rock Island, Illinois. Welcome, Liz. Thanks for having me, Angie. I'd like to point out before we even get into this that the day we are recording this is Liz's birthday. So happy birthday, Liz. I promise I won't sing. (laughs) But you are turning... 35 today. 35. Yeah. So happy birthday. And in your 35 years, you have done some outstanding things and some outstanding travel experiences as well. So I'm so excited to talk to you about all of that. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to sharing these stories with you. So first, let's just start with what you do at Augustana and how sure. this position is really, really unique to a college like Augustana, but also any kind of college. Sure. Um, so around six years ago, um, the VP of um, enrollment, Kent Barnes, was, came to me looking for an international recruiter. And the college at that time comprised of um, less than 1% international. So the, the goal was to diversify the student body. And um, my role prior to Augustana had been um, living abroad, teaching English abroad. Okay. Um, but I'm originally from the Quad Cities. So mm-hmm. when this opportunity came up to relocate back to the Quad Cities and have this opportunity to still travel and still be in the realm of international education, it seemed like a perfect fit. So yeah, I joined Augustana's uh, admissions team six years ago and um, it's been an incredible experience just seeing the diversity grow on our campus. Absolutely. Uh, You are not on campus though every (laughs) single day of the year. You travel so, so much. So give our listeners maybe just like a little example of what like a month is like in Liz Nino's world. Sure. So I spend Mm -hmm. um, around three to four months out of the year traveling across the globe. we travel predominantly through Southeast Asia and Africa. So a tour will comprise of anywhere from five to seven countries. So this, um, this fall, I departed um, the Quad Cities in mid-September and began the tour in Tunisia. I was there two days. Um, we visit um, schools and embassies and meet with students and families. And then I went to Morocco and that was followed by Ghana. <laughs> then that was another 15-hour trip to Ethiopia, and then I finished in um, Vietnam. Holy cow. Came back. So 
all across the globe. That is amazing. <laughs> and are you doing this by yourself, or do you have a team around you that's traveling with you? It will depend. Okay. Um, I think when I first started, um, we were still trying to figure out what where Augustana would be a good fit sure. for students, um, because there's a lot that goes into traveling and recruiting for liberal arts colleges. Most uh, international families have never heard of Rock Island, Illinois. <laughs> they haven't heard of Augustana. Well, some, some and students in the in the U.S. have not heard of Augustana, much less across the world. Yeah. So Which imagine, is very sad, by the way. Imagine <laughs> trying to get uh, you know families to consider this option of sending their kids their kids across the globe to a place they've never heard of, and they want to make sure that this is definitely a place where they're. Um, you know, that their kid's going to be safe, that they're, they're going to be able to further their education. So that's where we really educate families about the whole concept of liberal arts, mm -hmm. which, by the way, is not well known across the globe. But so important, so, yeah. So it's, it's such a unique experience to sit down with families and really show them the value of um, a U.S. experience. Um, our college campuses comprise of just so much more than just the academic piece, right? right of course. So, I mean, you know this. You yes, would tell Alexander, uh -huh. you you're a liberal arts All the extracurriculars <laughs> and college living, dorm life. So that's all new to, mm -hmm. to families. So we have to, um, you know, we show them the value of that and why um, and, and employers are looking for those skills out of students. So it's so exciting to kind of work with students from and families from the beginning into that time when you see them here and land in the Quad City is just a surreal experience. Well, and I can only imagine <laughs> seeing them walk across a graduation stage at the end of their time here, too, and how amazing that must be for you to see that and for the families to maybe come in and see that as well, right? Um, this past year was, like, my first, like, um, like the year, my first year of, like, those students that I personally recruited yeah. and saw them um, graduate. And just more rewarding that seeing all of those kids um, land just some incredible jobs and in getting into top tier graduate programs and knowing that you are part of that story, I think that just gives me the momentum to say like, you know what, this is definitely, I do feel part that I'm not only changing their lives, but these kids will go back to their countries with that liberal arts experience and they, they will go on to be the future leaders of their home, their country. And it's just, it's kind of, very rewarding um, to know that you were part of that story. Yeah, a worldwide impact, right? <laughs> That's amazing. I know, you don't, re you don't no, think about you that don't on a daily basis, that. but like, you know, today I was really reflecting about it because I knew we were going to be chatting, and I was like, wow, it just, it just, um, you know, so humbling to think that a, a place like, you know, like Augustana College could be having such an impact across the globe. It's, that gives me chills. I know. That makes me so happy and proud, proud of our alma mater and proud of our community for embracing these students as well, not just at Augustana, but in the Quad City community. I think that's really important oh, to know. Oh, that's like one of yeah. my biggest, um, you know, sales to families. Like, yeah, you could, like most families... Um, think of New York or think of Chicago, like the big cities when they think of the United States. But what I tell them is that, you know, when you come to the heart of the Midwest and you come to a place like Augustana, you know, you should see our international students during the first week because everyone's saying hello, everyone's so mm -hmm. friendly. And I just don't think that they would have that same kind of family welcoming if they were anywhere else but on our campus. Yeah, that's why we always say Augustana is your home away from home, and it definitely needs to be yes. and should be for those international students as well. So when you came to Augustana, it was less than 1%. 
And now, what is it in 2019? We, uh, unbelievably, we have grown to over 12% international. So That's it's, amazing. I still sometimes don't believe it. Um, yeah, there's And the over, goal was 10%, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. And, um, you know, but they've had the international student um, students have contributed so much to our campus. Um, we have um, probably one of the largest Vietnamese student associations in the United States. Wow. Like the the students just this past weekend had a fantastic mm -hmm. like come and enjoy <laughs> traditional meals on our campus, and so I just think it's such an incredible experience that even you know those kids from Chicago, the kids from the Quad Cities who've never had a shot to like travel to you know Vietnam, they're getting a snapshot of what that life is like for them on our campus. That's so. what I was going to say is that the international students of course are having this big impact and um, you know having this great experience but the students that are coming from just in the United States, Chicago, Quad Cities, they're getting impacted by this too, right? Like their world is changing a little bit. Oh, some of my best uh, like stories are when um, you know, we had an admissions ambassador come and she came to my office. She's like, one of my, uh, you know, my roommates from China and she's invited me to go home and visit her. And oh some goodness. of these students invite each, uh, same thing, like our American students will invite, uh, you know, the international students mm -hmm. to home for Thanksgiving sure. and the whole American experience. Well, our international families too welcome our domestic students to, to go and get uh, you know, come live at our place over the summer, <laughs> hang out, amazing. and they take full advantage of that for sure. That is great. <laughs> you know, I didn't get to study abroad at Augustana, but I was in the Augustana choir and we got to sing abroad. And one of the first tours that we did when I was there was to go to China for three weeks. Wow. And being an 18-year-old in China was one of the most eye-opening experiences. And I can't tell you how many times I think about it on a it daily, you. weekly basis and look through those pictures. And it does, it changes you. And so this is a good thing for this kind of partnership to happen, right? Oh, for sure. And I, I myself studied abroad um, when I was 15. And again, when I was <laughs> 19, I lived in Sweden for a year. Oh. And um, it just changed my life. And I think because um, it had such an impact on like my identity that I was like, you know what, like I need to make this a full-time career. Um, right. I, I originally envisioned myself going through study abroad. I didn't really know much about international admissions, um, but it's just such an incredible experience to, um, you know, to go and travel and learn about all, it also makes you feel so you know, grateful of just living in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and knowing that right. I have access to education. Yeah. You know, not Don't everybody. Think about that. Yeah, no, there's not, a, you know, across Africa, for instance, there's a growing um, middle class, but there's not enough universities for the growth, right? So I've never had to think about that. Like, will there be enough space no, in a college? Not. Will there be a spot for will me? Will there even be a college for me? Exactly. Wow. So, um, you know, it's, it's really... Um, important that these kids have options and that's where we go in and tell families about the all the programs that we have and like I said it's just really neat to know that we're part of that story. That is great that is wonderful so how did you get into you kind of talked a little <laughs> bit about how you got into this position but you didn't grow up in you know like going on all these inner you know you think like somebody yeah. in this position would like you know oh I, I was born in Paris and you know and I grew up in Germany or something like that no you grew up in Hampton Illinois Hampton Illinois <laughs> just outside population, of the uh, you know 3,000 <laughs> no you never I've never thought as small town mm -hmm. um, 
quad cities that I would end up traveling to over 65 countries now. <laughs> wow. Um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting how when you just have that a certain curiosity and passion for something, those opportunities come your way. So um, as a young girl, I would always have, growing up in a bicultural, bilingual home, I always had a curiosity about the world. Um, so I, that was predominantly learning about my Mexican roots. Mm -hmm. um, so it stemmed from there, that curiosity of wanting to study abroad and learn about different cultures. Um, and then I was a Rotary scholar in Sweden, and that just led to one thing left to another, and like, <laughs> here I am at Augustana and get to represent the college um, in, in many parts of the world. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about growing up, and you uh, told me how you got a globe for your birthday, was yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, so one of my first memories was um, this globe that I had at my house, and I would just spin it and I would look at all the countries and you know I'd always pay attention to Mexico because that's like my country of identity right of that's where my father comes from so um, but yeah you of course as a child you just get curious you're curious you're spinning the globe and you're looking at different countries um, and so actually um, throughout high school I was always friends with all the international kids and I always see <laughs> so nerdy but I would always ask them you know all these questions about life at home and just thought it was so fun to like that they ate different food and they did different things and had different, different traditions yeah like, I was always so curious about it and um, so when I was 15 my father was like okay you're you're going to Mexico you have to um, be proficient in Spanish and when you're that age sometimes you know, it's scary to yeah. leave home. Well, yeah, especially because you were about to go to high school <laughs> yeah. at UT, United Township High School, and you're like, wait, now this is all changing. Yeah, um, you know, you want to be in with a certain group of friends, exactly. and you're about to leave to a place you don't know. But that was that one moment that um, when I was living in Mexico and really perfected my Spanish, that it was like, I call it like that aha moment. Mm, yeah. That I was like, oh, wow, like this is what the music's about, and mm -hmm. this is what they're talking about. And it fed it, your curiosity finally. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, I've been blinded this whole time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was like, what else am I blinded about? Ah. I better keep on like traveling and Let's figuring keep doing things this. out. Yeah. <laughs> what else is outside of these borders, these walls, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and that's where I'm truly grateful to Rotary because they are very committed to international diversity too. And so um, it, I find it very <laughs> ironic that I ended up getting placed in Sweden. Uh, <laughs> I work for the, you know, the oldest Swedish American college in the United yep. States. So like, I, it was, was that meant to be? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I think it was all meant to be, right? Yeah. And so um, it's funny now. I've gone back and I've recruited at the high school that I attended. Cool. So in Mexico. In, in, uh, in, I've been to the yeah. high school in Mexico. I've been to the high school in Sweden. Yeah. And so wow. I just take full advantage of those relationships and help recruit those students now the other way around back right. to the U.S. And it's come full circle because you still live in Hampton, Illinois. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, but that's so great. And I love that, that you're able to bring now this whole entirely new experience. And I just keep, like, looking at you and thinking about the girl with the globe. Yeah. I just keep thinking yeah. about what, like, if... Did that girl with the globe even know like what she was going to become and how incredible that is? Well, that's where I tell, um, you know, thinking back at that time, you just think, you doubt 
like, would I have a shot at that? Like, I don't I have do the that. money to to kind of say, as a first generation Latina going to college, like you're trying to figure out everything on your own. So sometimes you have this inner voice of doubt and like you're not sure if you're worthy enough, mm. but um, unbelievably people have stepped into my life and said like, no, you need to do this. And um, in retrospect, it, like we were just chatting, mm -hmm. it almost seems like it was destiny to have fallen into this position. So I'm really grateful for, for all the experiences I've had. That so. is awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That speaks, I think, to so many of our listeners, and it speaks to me so much, too, that you are worth it. And whatever you're dreaming of or curious about, why not just go for it? Yeah, that why not? Mm -hmm. And um, you just have to learn to silence that voice of doubt and, um, you know, it... People are there to support you, and when you have passion, I don't think that anything can stop mm -hmm. you. And truly, truly, international diversity, international education, that is like the core of, like I think of my existence. I really do believe that I'm fulfilling a purpose, that I'm supposed to be this person that comes in and make, like, um, you know, cultural exchange <laughs> happen. Yeah, connection, cultural connections. Yeah. yeah. It was your vocation. It truly, yeah. truly is. That's so, great. And I bring my whole, like, I bring everybody into this. So, like, um, for example, every Christmas I have an international party in Hampton, Illinois, <laughs> and I invite my neighbors, and I bring, like, 50 international students. We squeeze them into our house, and I make each, like, country go up and share with all the nieces and nephews. <laughs> Do a presentation uh, of PowerPoint. Yes, no. tell me how, I, I tell them, like, you yeah. please share yeah. something about who you are, your country, with my neighborhood, with my family, because they've never gone. So I want everyone else to have that curiosity to know that things can be different mm -hmm. and that's okay and it's actually beautiful. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. You, when we were going back to, like, the... The don't doubt yourself and that you can do it. You were sharing with me a little bit before we started recording about the you visiting with these families internationally and them sending their sons, but most importantly their daughters, over to a country they've never been to. Oh, sure. Like we said, a, a, a state, a school that they've never even heard of and how scary that's got to be for those sons and daughters. But of course, we're thinking about the daughters yeah. here. Um, uh, uh, the sons too, of, of course. But I just think that, you know, that that's really interesting, too, that they're taking a huge risk sending their children. Sure. I think that sometimes we've forgotten as um, women in the United States yeah. uh, how many privileges that we've had and things that we've overcome to have our spot at the table, to have a spot in leadership. But that's not true across the globe. Mm -mm. You know, I've um, gone to institutions where it's, you know, the school for men and the school for women and looking the that the, the girls' curriculum is vastly different, right? And a lot of families will put more funding behind um, their boys the because yeah. just the, the, the world that they live in, the economies that they're at, you know, have push for that. And so I come in and chat with those families and talk about why Augustana is such an excellent place for their daughter to grow. I share so many examples of um, the success stories that we've had with young uh, international graduates who are just doing remarkable things. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely a challenge. Right. You really want to build trust yes. um, with the families. Um, but we, we are getting there. I mean, you still, within the international diversity, um, I would still say it's still 
predominantly boys. Okay. But um, I, of course, as <laughs> a strong um, woman, trying and pushing other women to to see um, this opportunity for them and and for them uh, to see their own worth. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. So um, definitely pushing for those young ladies to mm -hmm. to come to Augustana. As an international recruit, like in this mm. position, um, are I'm sure you meet a lot of them, you know, when you're going to all of these visits and things like that. Are Is you being a woman in this position rare? It's not rare, okay. but I will tell you that it's challenging. And I, I mean, there's so many components of that. So I think like the first thing is that um, different from a man who's typically a little bit bigger and mm -hmm. I'm, you know, five You're foot petite. three, <laughs> yeah. landing in a new country, yeah. it's like sudden landing, it's two in the morning and you're trying to figure out where you're going that and you don't speak the language. Yeah. And it, it, it is scary, you know, that sometimes you're, um, I've gotten to cabs and there's just a lack of communication, it's not working out. Right. And so th those kind of moments that you're like, okay, what am I doing here? Right. Um, but no, uh, you know, and then the other part of the job that that sometimes is of concern for women is just like, you're treated differently. I've sat mm -hmm. down at the table um, with a counterpart and they're like, we want to talk to, um, you know, Jim. They're, yes. Yeah. They're looking for a male right. figure, sure. right? And yeah. so that's where you kind of have to, yeah. you know, put, you learn. I, I, I always want to be respectful of those cultural differences, but also stand up for myself because, you know, I am the person who, who does this role at right. Oxana. If they don't You're go through. You're the expert. <laughs> so um, it, I think what I try to do is always be respectful and establish that trust and um, try and most of the time they they understand it takes some time mm -hmm. I'm sure yeah longer um, than it probably does in the United States when you're faced with those kinds of challenges oh for sure for sure mm -hmm. um, but I would but most of us are women in in the international um, realm of international recruitment um, but yeah it's a definitely an it's a lifestyle that yeah. you have to be like I said passionate about because it requires you to be gone from families, you miss birthdays, you miss, um, you know, you, you're just gone. Yeah. And um, it's not a nine to five job. <laughs> it is not a nine to five job or career at all. Yeah. So you have to, I mean, I do this work because, um, you know, I see meaning in it. Um, but there, it, it's hard to keep people in these positions because it requires a certain style of life that and willingness to to be away for a significant amount of time. Absolutely. How else has being a woman factored into your success story? You know, I would say, and, and speaking predominantly because my identity is uh, being Latina mm -hmm. and being a first gen Latina, I just I guess I always thought about, wow, like, I'm just so lucky that someone showed me um, that college could be an option. I really didn't know if I would ever go to college. And so, um, you know, I feel like I have to give back. And I, uh, on top of, you know, the international recruitment, I also support our um, Hispanic outreach efforts. Mm -hmm. So I assist with all those Spanish-speaking families and I sit down with especially Latina women and, and um, our mothers and we have this conversation about why their children deserve an opportunity like attending one of the top liberal arts colleges in the country. You know? yeah. And so sometimes families don't know this and so it's really, um, I think special to be able to do that in another language and really make sure that the families completely understand that value 
of what we're trying to give them. Yeah, the value that they are worth it and that they can do whatever they want to do, just like anybody else, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the same thing happens sometimes mm -hmm. in the U.S. with um, even with our minority families. Exactly. Sometimes that push of like, okay, well, the son will go here, but like, I'm really here to push why the daughters mm -hmm. have such a great opportunity, especially in this country where, you know, women come and have their degrees, are doing incredible. Um, things after college is just showing families that there's a pathway for success. Yeah. I think um, talking about, you know, those international challenges with, you know, women in different countries, we, we can't forget that some of those challenges are still right here, right? Oh, right here sure. inside of our country, inside of the Quad Cities too, where, you know, some families or some young women might not feel like they can continue on and go to college and do whatever they want to do. And sometimes I forget about that, you right, know, because know. I've been doing this for, I've been doing international recruitment for, this is go, uh, my sixth year, sorry, my seventh year. And so I constantly try to remind myself as like, okay, who was that Liz when you were mm -hmm. 15 years old? Yeah. I, you forget about where you were at that point in your life. And, um, and whenever I think about that time, I'm like, okay, yep, I remember being lost. Um, I remember having no clue what all the all these terms that the college were using, like I hadn't, nor did my family, right? Right. So um, you become an expert on that and you forget that. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> that, that you are an expert in that. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody else has expertise. So that's my role to really think back and help bridge that gap um, where there's misunderstandings about and opportunities and showing that this definitely can be a possibility. Um, and it's my job to show them how. Yep, absolutely. Oh, I love that. What a job <laughs> description, huh? That's powerful. Um, so what is a Wonder Woman to you, Liz? I've been thinking about that all week. I'm 35 today, You're okay? Right, I know, so I know. Wonderful Woman at 35. I've never thought of myself as being so remarkable, but when I think about... I'm like, wow, okay, the, the things I have had the shots of, like, uh, being at various embassies and talking in, about global initiatives and, like, it's like, wow, you are really, I get to be part of shaping the world in this. So that, to me, I think Wonder Women really are ambitious. I think that you, um, you just have to be strong and you have to be passionate because I'm telling you there's so many days that you, you're like, wait, why am I doing this? This is tough. <laughs> this is hard. Didn't you just get back from like a 20-hour spin to Morocco or something? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure on that flight you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, you haven't slept. You're in a constant I'm, mode yeah. of jet lag. Yeah. Uh, you're like, okay, wait. Yeah, you have like jet lag three months of the year. Can you imagine <laughs> that, people? <laughs> um, yeah, so there's mm -hmm. definitely challenges. Right. And always reminding yourself that we need to be at the table. Like yeah. we need to be the people um, speaking up. And I see myself as a true advocate at Augustana. Um, I always feel like I'm raising new things because we're also learning and we're evolving. And you know, like I said, we went from 1% to 12% in a span of Amazing. like five years. Yeah. So. Um, you know, we don't always have it right, but one thing I'm very, um, you know, why I, I love working at Augustana is that everyone wants to better the experience for yeah. our students. Yep. So um, I, I truly try to listen, mm -hmm. and I try to, um, you know, be that bridge of conversation between, you know, different offices and students and faculty and staff, and so I, I know it's important 
for me to to be there. Mm -hmm. A Wonder Woman is not just somebody who wants to be at the table. They know that they need to be there and that yeah. they deserve to be there. And they deserve to not just be at the table, but sometimes at the head of it. Sure, and it can be scary, mm -hmm. right? Like, remember, oh, yeah. I'm first-gen <laughs> Latina. Like, I didn't oh, yeah. grow up with parents that came home and from office work. Right. And they didn't tell me, like, you know, that just wasn't what I heard at home. You did, so, yeah, did you have that kind of example? Exactly. Yeah. So when you don't have that, you're learning um, all of this um, as you go. And so <laughs> one of the things that um, I try to do is really find mentors. And I'm actually um, on the board of um, the AYA group, Empowering Latina Leadership Alliance of the Quad Cities. So these are like um, Quad City Latinas are doing remarkable things and trying to promote um, you know, Latina entrepreneurs and educators and politics, and we we have these gatherings. And so, having other people who've gone through that same yes, that same because a lot of them are probably same exact as you, same experiences. Sure, it's yeah. like a support group, like right. that, yeah, that person sure. coming and saying, like, you can do it, you can yeah. do that. Cheerleader saying, you know, you are worth it. And sometimes you just need someone else to remind you of that. Yep, yep. A Wonder Woman tells others that they're worth it because they know that they're worth it too. That is. That is so important, yeah. um, that we uh, we support each other, that we share knowledge. Like, okay, if you've already gone through this, like, right. please show, exactly. give me the tips yeah. and the trade. Shared experiences, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I, too, try to be um, a mentor for our international students because a lot of times, okay, there's all of this of many of them being first generation and learning college, but now on top of that, in a new language and a new culture and... So sometimes they just need someone to, that same thing, that person to say, you can do it, mm -hmm. you're worth it, you're supposed to be on this college campus. Yeah, and, and so much of a recruiter, like for you, for instance, it's not just about getting them to campus. Like, it's not like you just get them here and then you forget about them. Like, you want to make sure that their full experience is that full. Oh, for sure. Like, and especially at a small school like Augustana, um, like, I'm like, you know, it's not just about the traveling. We do the marketing. We do the visas. We help them. At, like this past summer, I think we went to the airport like 40 different times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are from the moment they apply on their on this piece of paper to the moment that they arrive at that airport. So, of course, you are super invested yeah. in their experience. And that's why, you know, I like I'm not a mother myself, but I always say that I feel like I have like these 300 <laughs> children that I'm like <laughs> trying to make sure that they're OK and that mm -hmm. they're happy and that they, you know, this is also the things that I have made some promises to their families that of we're course, going to yeah. take care of their kids. And so it's following up on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's just outstanding. <laughs> All right, the last question, of course, is the one we always end with, and that's what's your advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? What's your advice for those girls with the globes sitting in their rooms right now? Yeah, is do not put this... Um, I think we need to learn to silence that inner doubt. I've constantly had these, uh, you know, these thoughts like, am I worth it? Mm -hmm. uh, can I do this? I'm just a girl from Hampton, Illinois, right? <laughs> um, but no, it's just knowing that you um, you need to do this, mm -hmm. and you need to fulfill your calling and your purpose, and don't um, allow others to um, to tell you otherwise, mm -hmm. right? You're supposed to get up and follow your dreams, and 
I know that I'm definitely following mine. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Follow that curiosity and continue to spin that globe, right? Exactly. Yeah, Liz, thank you so much for joining us. You are truly a Wonder Woman <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. So I'm so, so honored to be able to sit down with you today well, and talk thank about you. this. Yeah, what a wonderful experience and career you have and are having. And happy birthday, of course. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Liz. And thank you to our listeners for your ratings, your comments, and suggestions. I do want to tell you that our next Wonder Woman being featured on January 1st, 2020 was a suggestion from you. I cannot wait for you to meet her. You can find out more information about Liz, Augustana College, what she's doing, and about all of our Wonder Women on WQAD.com. Just click the podcast tab at the top of our homepage. Ladies out.